This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the president of MyOldManSaid.com. We're getting this show out thick and fast after uh, two parts. We've got an overrated and underrated coming as well, but we're sandwiching this one in the middle. Joining me, president of Monaco of the UK, Phil Shaw. Hello. And president of Percussion, Mr. Chris Budd. Welcome. Hello, sir. How are you? Fantastic. I've just got back from the tennis. I'm Mr. Sports this week. I've been to the final day of the Ashes. Belt of a day, that wasn't it, by the way. What a game of cricket that was. Yeah. 25 quid. Aston Villa like to benchmark their prices against other entertainment to justify their price rises. Well, we were at Edgebaston for 25 quid. Rain in the morning, but pretty much a full day's cricket, wasn't there? But it's about five, five and a half hours entertainment, pretty much. Yeah, for 25 quid. And then today for about, it's like 15 plus booking fee. I got to see two French Open winners, Roland Garros winners and Venus Williams, obviously a living legend uh, and uh, saucy Russian girl. But <laughs> <laughs> As always. But yeah, no, that was a great day. And, and also they're just, they're not ripping you off there. That You walk in, free suntan lotion, sun cream. Yeah, thank you very much free ice cream on the way out you could actually got into the grounds for six pound watch anything you wanted that is uh, how kind of cool it is and you get generally you get quite good access to the players don't you at things like that yeah and and what i love about it is uh, i just love the idea of the competition because it's it's for real winners it has to be really in your dna to win because every game you win in that tournament you have to stay an extra night in birmingham so that really tests who really wants to win. It's not about the, I mean, obviously they, they pay you money just to compensate you having to stay in Birmingham every an additional night. That's what the money's for. It's not like prize money. It's just compensation. But it's this novel approach to a, uh, a competition. It's like, if you win, you have to stay an extra night in Birmingham, which uh, a lot of people would probably just be throwing, throwing the game to get out. But uh, that that really, you know, sorts out the winners from the, the people who just take part. So, no, great day. Great day at the cricket as well. Uh, and summertime sports. Uh, what, what's next? Bit of, bit of crown bowls, perhaps? Oh, maybe. Could be, could be tempted. Right. 
it's all happening, isn't it? I had a meeting uh, actually before the tennis with Chris Heck, the president of everybody's a president now. That's hence the introductions. President of business operations, or I don't know what these titles they may come up as they go along. But he's basically looking after the business side of things, while Munchie's obviously uh, looking after the footballing on the pitch matters. It was more of a introductory kind of meeting, but we'll we'll get into that properly. I mean, uh, we. We were guilty on the last show uh, in the Villa News for actually starting to d- discuss the issues rather than in the main bit of the show, and it kind of uh, warps the show off. So uh, we will get into that. It was kind of an introduction, but I, you know, I got a full understanding of the lay of the land. Obviously, the kit was launched, the badge is launched. There's a dual badge at the moment. I mean, I, I know exactly why that is, and I'll get into that in in even finer detail uh, in a my or man said uh, members special so if you're not a member and you're uh, into all that kind of stuff do join up it's worth your while before we go on a big shout out to nordvpn as this show sponsors if you are looking for a way to protect your privacy online and also give yourself access to watch sporting events tv shows films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that you can access that event from then nordvpn offers you the fastest vpn in the world with no buffering lagging while streaming and also there's many advantages from a vpn nordvpn is a price of a cup of coffee a month and you can use it on six devices as well so you can spread it around uh, your family and friends personally i use it on my home computer my laptop and also my mobile you can grab the exclusive nordvpn deal by going to nordvpn.com slash moms to get a huge discount off your nordvpn plan plus uh, a bonus gift of a free month and it's completely risk-free because Nord has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Thank you very much. Well, let's dig in, shall we? Villa News. Let's do that. Right, new kit released. Kind of quite sudden heads up, wasn't it? Day before... Mm. I mean, I knew it was coming, but uh, there was a cryptic message. Uh, they put out a tweet, 2 p.m., the shop would be open, uh, and you know, people are like hawks on Twitter, and their uh, instincts were correct. No uh, real fanfare or anything, uh, just roll it out. Before it, there was the official confirmation of the BK8 sponsor, front of shirt sponsor deal, which you know we've, we all know about and we've discussed and you know, I've had meetings with the club about to get their explanation on it, uh, which is a three-year deal. Also, the sleeve sponsor, Trade Nation. I was told they were a crypto company. I mean, I know the crypto space pretty well. I've never heard of them. Have Villa really search for the best sponsor i mean financially as we've been explained to us in meetings it's only the top six that get the big guys so they say and below that you will find that uh, gambling sponsors and this is villa are fortunate in the respect that their contract ended and this is the last year you can actually sign up uh, for a front-to-shirt gambling company 
So I don't want to call it serendipity, but uh, certainly uh, the club or the old guard who uh, brokered the deal were, were kind of happy that the timing was good and they got twice as much as any non-betting offer they had on the table. But these stink of... Uh, it's the stuff you can get yourself, but a lot of these are like through agencies. Agencies come and, you know, these companies just want any Premier League team. It's not like, oh, Aston Villa, we want, you know, you are specific to our company. We have great symbiotic natures. Yeah, there's no affinity there. (laughs) These are just like, they're with an agency, find us a Premier League club. It's pretty much as simple as that. That's how these things work. But uh, yeah, more more of this uh, as we get into the show. Uh, As I said, the Fan Advisory Board, which I'm a member of, uh, had a meeting with Chris Heck. It was going to be on the shirt release day, but I was going to the tennis, so... uh... But also, he the proposed the idea of twelve o'clock, and it's like uh, two days' notice. And he's just thinking most people are going to be at work. But anyway, we got it brought forward to that evening before, and it was meant to be like a short half an hour introduction, going over the basics. But it turned into an hour. A few people waffling nonsense. But any confusion out there? It, there's there's reasons behind it, shall we say, behind two badges and. Uh, uh, under 21s are back in the EFL trophy. Is this the Johnson's paint or have they got rid of that sponsor? It's basically the same thing with Papa yeah. John's trophy, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Papa John's, Johnson's paint. Uh, the under 21s will be drawn against Charlton, Crawley, and Sutton United. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of uh, under 21s, uh, Ramsey scored for the England under 21s in their opening group game. They won 2 0 against the, uh, the Czechs. And he also uh, received player of the match, man, man of the match, and uh, Archer also uh, featured as well. McGinn uh, got wet, didn't he, playing for Scotland against... Just a uh, bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it like a 90-minute delay, I think it was. it During the first half of that game, it got delayed for ages because of the rain, didn't it? Yeah, probably not the summer he was uh, anticipating. <laughs> no. no. But they're doing well, the Scots, aren't they? The top mm-hmm. of their group. Yeah, the beats been. Did they? Yeah. Oh shit! You, you, you've you've offended a whole nation. That was that's their like World Cup. No, when? Not another one. <laughs> yeah, I know it happened, but then I f- forgot about it because I think my memory said no. That's not plausible. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> you're, you're forgetting the the main story of the international break. Um, Rob Nolson apparently had a wonder performance for Sweden, saving eight shots from within inside the box. I don't yeah, think against who? They lost anyway, but no, I didn't even yeah, lost. <laughs> but still. Against who? It was Austria. Oh, Austria. Okay. For my sins, I haven't paid any attention to uh, international football. Uh, for me, the football season was over. I don't uh, It's It caught me by surprise that it's still going on, like the UEFA Nations League uh, final, which Spain won on penalties against Croatia. Anyway, let's get into uh, the three points very quickly. Sorry, I read this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Premier League two to adopt Swiss model promoting Aston Villa under twenty ones. What is it? A Sounds great, doesn't it? Female, male model. What's what's <laughs> uh, what's the what's the goose? The Swiss model is uh, a for tournament, a tournament format. So uh, it's the one we're going to become very familiar with it because it's going to be the new format of the Champions League as well in, in seasons to come. Oh, uh, where it's like one big league. Yeah, one big league. And it's seated in how well you do against each other. 
But in terms of this Premier League 2, basically they're getting rid of the North and South and just combining it into one. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah. Every um, academy with a, a tier one, or sorry, a category one academy will be put together in this league. So basically Aston Villa just missing out in promotion last season. Didn't matter anyway, because now everybody's going to be in one league. So it's All just right. A, okay. So it's, it's, well, they it's, were never going to get promoted, were they? So uh, mm. double thumbs up to this idea. Yeah. Point number two, almost two-thirds of supporters have said they oppose the use of VAR in English football in a FSR survey. I didn't even know about this survey. My eyes start to gloss over when I keep getting emails, uh, sorry, FSA Premier League Network emails where everybody heading different trusts were congratulating Manchester City on their... uh, triumph and i was just like shouldn't we be fighting what's happening here not uh, giving them a guard of honor now there's people in the fsa which just without any thinking just want get rid of get rid of var get rid of var get rid of var it's, it's, it's you know i've had enough get rid of it the tennis i was at today unbelievable it was it's almost like the hawkeye on the line decisions no no stuff. no there was nothing none of that this is birmingham we don't have that technology as 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 noted before previously, the La- the, sorry the the Latvian. Sorry, I forgot uh, Yelena. I, I can't pronounce her surname. It's because I can't remember it. And I was sitting on uh, on on one of the lines, and there was about five or six that went against her that were in. And she she went up to the guy who was doing the line and like made out he needs to get glasses. It was you know it was that bad. And you just saw what happens when there is no Hawkeye, and it's like wow when it's left to the human eye then it just goes to shit ask frank Langpard. so this is they're just going too binary on this nothing wrong with a bloody technology it's this the human application of it and you know i'll die on that uh, cross anything to add on this uh, survey no i think that this the main part of the survey is prior to var's introduction about three quarters of fans favored the the use of var yeah. and i the figure now is 79.1% of match-going fans say the VAR is poor, very poor. So it's just to show you how poorly it's been implemented. But I agree with you. It's nothing to do with the technology. Technology works. It's just the, the ones using it and how they're applying it. 92% yeah. of those surveys said that the decisions are taking too long to make. I mean, that is one yeah. of the big, big, what's the, big what's problems. What's the other 8% saying? Well, yeah. Well, the, the, the in-stadium experience of it is dreadful. Right, moving on, enough of that. Point number three, Everton player sells kit on Facebook. Was this because he thought he was going to get relegated and would have his uh, wages slashed? Who was it, Phil? It's Everton's Jean-Philippe Gabamon, and it's the found post on Facebook where he's basically selling his match-worn shirts and training wear um, for 300 quid. (laughs) Now, he he arrived uh, in 2019 for 25 million, but he's had He's had injuries and poor form, and he's only played eight times for Everton. And is, but the, the thing is, his recent so loan paid paid per performance appearance. <laughs> his recent uh, loan with Trabzonspor isn't being extended, so he's technically an Everton player. So I can't think of at Premier League level. I've heard of it at amateur league level, but I can't think of Premier League level a player actually selling their training kit on the side. I love it. I love the idea though, because you've got somebody who's a millionaire, but he's still got that. Inner thrift. He's just got that hustle on him. Yeah, the inner thrift hustle that every penny counts. And uh, good luck to him. <laughs> Better than giving it to those people with signs in the in the crowd. <laughs> he should, yeah, just go back with no. I'm selling it. <laughs> he, he should. He should pull out his own sign saying uh, three hundred quid. 
Yeah. Or <laughs> if a, you want my shirt, 300 quid. Or a card reader here. Match worn five minutes ago. Right. Where do you want to start? Kit, what do you think? I never buy them anyway, but it's. Well, I don't. I don't care. Underwhelming. Yeah. Average design. It's a template it? of that Wolves. It's the yep. Castore template. It's dangerously Burnley esque, yes, isn't it? It's very Burnley. I was expecting Jay Rodriguez to walk out on it. Or was that what you were hoping, Phil? You were hoping. <laughs> One day he will, Phil, and your uh, dream will be complete. And your man, Vidra. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't care. Uh, it's the upshot. But if you want my opinion, that, that sponsor looks atrocious. Mm-hmm. I, I quite like the goalkeeper kit, though, to be fair. The. the the dark one with the green, I think that's quite cool. The badge, I like the fact that Aston Villa is in like gold yellow. That's really good. That was a really good idea. I don't know who came up with that. <laughs> but apart from that... <laughs> I don't like the pattern on it. You could have just kept it plain. It looks really busy, doesn't it? That kit doesn't... The badge looks like bog standard average on it. It's like, so what? It's not like, whoa, here we go. Wow! Look at New that badge. Era. Look at that shirt. Here we go. It's just like it's just like who who gives a shit? It's not a a vintage. Uh, it's just the latest filler kit. That's all it is. It's nothing uh, special. Yeah, it may become special if if it wins the Europa Conference League or something. But until then, it's just nah. Yeah. So systematically, the sponsor people deluded about this BK eight sponsorship like it wasn't going to happen it's like it's already been announced it was in the press we had this meeting because we knew it was happening we spoke to the club they confirmed it to us you can't they can't jump the gun because they had an existing contract with kazoo but the way we worded it we put out a statement uh, the fan consultation group as it was then called to legally get around the fact to actually tell fans yes that is our sponsor the telegraph report was right take that information but you can't the club aren't going to say yes yes it is our sponsor so it was all there so then suddenly just because you've got a new commercial man coming in four weeks ago doesn't mean there's going to be a new front shirt sponsor and that one's cancelled i mean you sign a contract you sign a contract at the moment it's three years now some of these contracts they have like two year the three-year contracts they have two years and then there might be some wiggle room to get out of that third year i i'm not privy to how it's structured i reckon it will last a year personally we don't know how it's structured, but sometimes there is fulfillment clauses and, and, and things like this. Make of that what you will. You know, people always say it's such a lazy thing that fans say. Villa put the prices up on season tickets. Oh, well, if you want Villa to buy top players and uh, compete at the top, then, uh, you know, what do you expect? And it's like, yeah, that, that 2.8 million or whatever it is, that's going to really help us compete at the top. The, the, the financial sort of differences in the deals that, at the level we're at, are pretty minuscule. You know, it's only until you're, you know, United, City, Real Madrid, real you know, blue chip stock companies coming along and offer you serious, serious money. We're just not that size of an organisation yet. We have to accept where we are right now. It all adds, especially up. when we would have been doing that deal last year. Of course, at the point of that deal going through, we were a. Let's be frank, we were in the bottom third of the Premier League with a manager who was about to get sacked. Yeah. Now we're in a much healthier position where, if anything, you've got a new commercial guy coming in going, great, I'm actually bargaining with some you know, with some chips. But yeah, I mean, if there's, there's people listening to this and they'll say, and quite rightly, if you're getting offered twice as much, why not take it? It, it makes commercial sense, doesn't it? Let people decide if, you know, if they're going to bet or not. It's not the club's fault. And 
you know, I, I, I understand that 100%. That's why, you know, the fan consultation group, we can't all sit there and say, oh, yeah, betting, betting's that, you know, betting shit, bet- we can't have betting, blah, blah, blah. That is the preferred option. But if you're there in some shape or form, kind of represent a, a fan's voice, you observe that a lot of fans think, well, I don't give a shit, it's money. And so that's how it is. By the way, we have no sway on that. The club did it without consultation or anything. Continually through years, we've said we don't want the uh, betting companies because you want to be better. You're Aston Villa. And personally, always said this, oh, you know, we're Aston Villa, we're better than that. And this is what, the only thing that pissed me off about it was they'd made all this grand, grandiose statements and here we were at the trough drinking yeah. the betting company swill. If you, if they didn't give us that spiel and they just got a betting company, it's like, well, it's football. It's typical. This is what happens if you're a mid-table team, betting company sponsor. That is it. Hopefully the government will get their act together and kick them out and kick them out of, you know, front of shirt sponsorship and, you know, that's the conversation. But because they were playing this virtuous thing and, uh, and then it all then it's like, your words are so cheap. That's, from my point of view, that's where the malice was, but... Uh, Anyway, and of course, hey, we, hey. Don't, we don't have a sovereign wealth-funded ownership who can put their own company on the front and plough a truckload of uh, financially doped funds into us. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> so the, the subject that most people want to know about is the badge. Now... Indeed, badges. <laughs> I mean, I if you uh, were reading last year, astonvilla.wtf, I was documenting the, uh, the process, the consultation process with that. I did the first one in great depth, and, and that pretty much predicts what happened, the kind of badge we got, which I warned against. Basically, let's not try to please everybody on Twitter because you're going to end up with an inoffensive badge that is bang average because it's trying not to offend anybody and it's very compromised and you just get the same old Chelsea, Brentford, yeah. Brighton badge. Cause if you That's squint, pretty much what we got. Yeah, because if you squint, looking at that goalkeeper kit especially, you can uh, you couldn't tell the difference between that Chelsea badge because there's no colour on it, it's just all green. Yeah. So uh, what I didn't do, because I got disillusioned in that consultation group, the first meeting, it was great. And I thought, this is the best meeting we've had. Really good in, insight from most supporters there. Good conversation between supporters, changing views, you know, people with a longer grasp of history, people looking 
the forward into the future. I mean, it's been in my drafts for a long time on that newsletter. I'll put out the the final one I was going to write. I mean, probably three quarters of it's been in that drafts for six months. But it goes into the disillusionment and what was going on. I mean, you know, we had some choice words with the designers. And then it, it became apparent that maybe they weren't to blame. And it was the marketing department of the club who were pulling the strings. Increasingly, the suspicion is they just wanted the Perslow and co wanted the round badge. So it was like we were led one of the things the survey was saying was like, you know, the f- certain facets were important. Eight, 1874, claret lion, not a yellow one, because a claret lion is, claret is the predominant color of the club and it stands out better. There's better contrast. And so you're thinking, right, okay, the final judgment, the two designs, a gas lamp that doesn't look like a gas lamp, only, you know, it looks like a medieval shield. You only call it a gas lamp because that's what it's called. You wouldn't know that if you didn't have a label, but it doesn't have a claret lion doesn't have 1874 in it but the round one does funny that so if you are casting your vote and you say well i want this i want a badge with a claret line and it needs to have 1874 in then there's only one badge there was no competition for that badge and that is the problem it's like we were led down the path it was like the prosecution leading the the witness or you know whatever analogy you wanted to use so why is there two badges now well mr chris heck isn't convinced now i think there's a factor here where he's got time on his side because the north stand it's because it's not happening this summer i think if it was happening this summer then it's like yeah shit we go with the badge it's already signed off let's go with it rebrand the whole thing that would be him uh i don't know if that would have changed the decision but he's come in now and obviously the north stand's not happening he's not convinced and he's thinking about the international picture and he needs that badge to really work internationally and pop and present to people outside of the Villa bubble an exciting club that you or might want to support. Yeah, I didn't want to say brand or franchise or whatever. Yeah, but just something something unique. That's what you're looking something for. Something unique. And that was one of the things they, you know, one of the things, let's be new, unique. And there was no, there was zero attempts, at, despite us pushing, you know, there was people in their uh, round ba- badge maxes, but they were still saying, I'd, I'd like to see something different. And, you know, let's, if that round badge is going to win, let it beat some good badges. Let it be yeah, the it's, best. It's, I think it's being, it's being open, isn't it, to a designer kind of throwing you a curveball and going, well, show me something I never knew I wanted. Because you could throw a really good one in and go, well, this is the one I thought I'd just play around with. And everyone goes, wow, like that wasn't, that wasn't even on brief, but it's brilliant. Not even, not even that extreme. Like in, in your new designs out of context, you there might be just one little detail that we add to mm-hmm. the round badge or whatever badge. There might be something in your design, one little thing that we th- that you think right let's take that and that that'll, that transforms it mm-hmm. like that's you know that's how the fucking design process works so heck has looked at this and kind of fair play to him because as i said to him i think the badge is fine in a seven out of ten kind of way but you've just basically replicated an old badge and that consultation process wasn't what it really should be. And I think he, I mean, he's second guessed. Uh, it was kind of led by the club to a certain point. And I don't think, and you know, he's he, not a big fan of it, but he's in a position where because the North Stand is getting knocked down, but not now, I mean, if they're going to rebrand it, they would have to rebrand everything now. So you're rebranding the North Stand and you're going to knock it down. 
in a year. So why waste the money? Because that's you know pretty much it's a it's a hefty percentage of the outlay on on the rebrand, and it's massive. You're doing all the concourses, you're doing the offices, you're doing the hospitality in the north stand as it is. And you got all Bodymore Heath and the new academy and yeah, all yeah. This but you're not stuff. knocking that huge, down. With, yeah. yeah, but we're talking about the north stand is is an excuse not to do it this year because if you're going to start the rebrand, you start it when you rebuild the North and Stand. And you've got, you know, you've got a 150th anniversary on the horizon, which I think is a, a good reason, a real, you know, draw a line under new, you know, sort of build a new pillar, as it were, and all those cliche phrases. So that's another thing he's, that's another thing he said is, uh, you know, you, as you just said, you've got the 100th and 150th anniversary and he, and he said this, let's see how people react to this badge internationally, you know, domestically and it takes balls to to do that and not just go you know certain people were saying to me oh well fans have voted for it and i said yeah but that badge was against nothing it was never in a proper competition it was like well i'll make i might as well vote for that because that's the only viable one really it was like coming up with a b-side for a single when you don't really want to <laughs> yeah exactly so He's taken this, uh, well, r- rather than just rebrand the North Stand and knock it down and waste all that money doing it, let's uh, let's see how it plays out, see what the reaction is. And, you know, that's seeing how the fan base reacts to it. I think that's to be respected that someone comes in very quickly, hasn't even got their you know their feet under the table. They've, they've inherited a lot of problems, but a lot of things to get their head around. And he's made a decisive decision. Because it's easy say, just you know to what, go... This, yeah, just to, yeah, whatever it will do Most for now, people right? would have said... Right. Okay, that's been signed off on. Let's you know. Let's yeah. let's continue. And then further down the line, well, I you know I didn't create this badge. It wasn't it came in before me, and it's it just hasn't captured people internationally. And you know, it's just doesn't really sell us as a vibrant club. And he he had a, his inbuilt excuse, but he's actually said, well, you know, let's see how it plays out, and let's change it because I don't want to fail here. And that was the first thing he said. You know, I'm I'm here to win. And he'll take a bit of flack for it, I'm sure, but I'm sure he won't care because he'll know that it's it's more important to get things just as it has been on the field. You've got to get it right. Yeah, and he expects to take flack, and you know, people obviously in his experience, he's he's used to flack, and yeah, like the you know the kit or the bloody sponsors or all this stuff are things he will get his head around in due course and go actually i think i know the the correct course of action but you have to allow the guy to settle in you can't just bring him in and then go well don't you make any decisions the first thing he said is i i have to make the club win and and he sees that in terms of the badge as well and as well as whatever commercial deals yeah and you know we may go further on in the future and there may be conflict in terms of what he sees as a win for Villa and the type of things he's trying to do. But, you know, that's another bridge. We're only on, on the here and now. But in terms of his roles, he is overseeing the North Stand. He is basically, when we talked about the hole that Perslow would potentially leave, he is really doing everything uh, on that business side. And he's got to learn on the job, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this is the thing. It's it's like, can he do it? Well, we, we'll find out. That's as simple as that. But, you know, as he said, he's, when he went to the Premier League meetings, you know, he, he looked around that room and he, he's had dealings with the Premier League, obviously. And he said, uh, you know, I knew half of the people in there already. So it's not as if he's starting from a uh, standing start. 
obviously it's not an easy task because there's so many fronts. I mean, I, you know, I, I asked him about the situation of the Saudis and the existential threat to Villa potentially uh, in the in the mid to longer term future if you know the Qatarians take over Manchester United. And I, you know, I did mention the, what the Saudis are doing in terms of purchasing players and how that might be a, a ruse to get around a FFP, a very blatant one in in that uh, as well. But you know he's on uh, you know the train stations and all all, all the uh, the North Stand stuff, so it is a personal replacement pretty much. So I'm interested to know what the conversations are were with Perslow because obviously Heck came in and he would have been talking about this badge for, and, and the identity and the branding and not being convinced about it. And there'll have been a handover, which would have yeah. been an interesting period. <laughs> well, Perslow was blowing the trumpet for it. I mean, I have my own personal opinion. And as and I've already given it, I said, you know, the badge is fine for a six or seven out of ten. It's nothing new, but it looks like the other, other badges. You are not unique. When you look at all those 20 badges together, Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, particularly Chelsea, and this is something, you know, I, I said before this even process started. It was that obvious. And all the buzzwords of the club marketing department are using, oh, unique, yeah, forward-looking future. It's, it's They just like to talk about empty words. Their survey was exactly like their Holt End survey, where people walked into it thinking they were ticking boxes and voting for things to actually make the concourses better and make the options better. They weren't. They didn't realise that they were actually confirming to the club that they can get away with charging five, was it 450 quid extra a, a season or 25 quid per game and have a separate soft hospitality or however they, however they phrase it. That, that was never on the agenda. But that was how that survey was skewed. There was no talk about you know atmosphere or having different sections here and there and actually upgrading the, the overall conditions on the uh, the whole concourses same with the badge there was no talk about discussion about the star and should it be in and out there was no context and uh, the consultation should start before the bloody surveys and i said that to the club throughout these meetings i asked chris heck in terms of expansion what are the, the key areas uh, internationally and he said that the first focus would be uh, america because of the World Cup, obviously, is going to be there. So that is a big push, and that starts on this US tour. So wrapping that around the, the World Cups, I don't know how or what, but obviously that's you know that's for the planning stage. And then secondary, he's kind of looking at where Birmingham stands. And obviously, there's a big Indian population, and obviously, India population in India is huge. They have their own football league, but it's not necessarily a market that's been concentrated on. But that looks like a secondary concern, because obviously, it has strong links with Birmingham. So that'll be interesting to see what kind of traction they get there. Because I think, talk to Tony, uh, they went over to India, didn't they? And uh, made some half-assed attempts at doing something there. Yeah, it's 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 about representing the city, isn't it? I mean, with, with respect to the other local sides, I think Birmingham as a city is very under sort of valued on its football culture. You know, you, you think about like the powerhouse of like Manchester, all the all the teams that are in London, or you, know, you, you land into Manchester Airport and you know that there are international football teams from that city. You land at Birmingham, you walk around the city centre. There is no presence with I've things had like this. These conversations about that with the fan consultation group for like years ago 
the thing is Birmingham hasn't helped itself and the West Midlands haven't because there hardly has a, a t- team in the bloody Premier League but <laughs> thankfully uh, you know that those days well, hopefully Villa are, are existing again Villa are back Wolves are hanging in on in there Forest being there kind of helps in terms of the Midlands if Leicester are mm-hmm. going to disappear but well no it's, it's more about using Birmingham as a starting point and obviously there's there's big routes to uh, and links to India so it, it makes sense because obviously you want people who are, still have family there to fly the flag for Villa so it, you know it's, it's it's a logical uh, territory to look at the only other thing that's happened uh, the release of the fixtures I looked at uh, like some opta ranking of how hard it is compared to where teams finished uh, last season and uh, I think overall it's pretty soft for the first kind of third overall I mean obviously uh, first games away at Newcastle but not the worst time to play them because first game of the season is always a bit of a unpredictable one yeah also we play them in pre-season like a matter of weeks before so that will I help. actually think our, our, our home run in the first sort of four months excluding whatever may or may not happen with Europe is actually not too bad when you look at the away ones you've got like trips to Newcastle Anfield Chelsea Wolves Tottenham there's some pretty difficult trips but actually at home you go through and you go there's some pretty winnable games there yeah I think we have like four or five games and then we play Manchester City at home We've got City and Arsenal just before Christmas, haven't we? Like in the in the same yeah, week. But before that Manchester City game, there is a chance to. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but you know we are on a seven-game winning run at Villa Park. And when you look at the fixtures up until Manchester City, they are. If you're on a seven-game winning run, then those games are winnable. <laughs> I mean, it's a different yeah. season, but those are winnable. And then when Manchester City come to town, that's the first time where you think, oh, okay, here we go. This is a real test. Then if you win that, then you think, right, okay, we're going to go to the end of the season winning every home game. <laughs> <laughs> Champions League, it's on. Old Trafford and Boxing Day. Hmm. That'll be interesting enough, depending on which, what the two teams are like by then. Well, there's, yeah, there's a lot of games in December, actually. I mean, other fans who are well I'm local but other fans who are local who come back for Christmas obviously prefer a home game I always go away on Boxing Day for Christmas so I always have to give up my ticket for that Boxing Day game so I don't mind if it's away sorry to be selfish well it's strange isn't it we're away obviously on the sort of the three big days of the season the first day the last day and Boxing Day we kind of we're, we're away on all of them but so be it people were saying oh if we put in a friend away game and the first game uh, because of rebranding and you know why why suddenly are we not rebranding and it's like well there's well, it's the, the work on the stadium it's not just rebranding work on the stadium that the whole and you put that application in like it would have been put in months ago like real months ago and by the way chris hex just came in like four weeks ago so this whole badge second thoughts on the badge has only happened uh like in a matter of weeks yeah so it's, it's pretty you know understandable why uh and of course, when you've had concerts and you know, they've got the motocross thing, that's the first of July, isn't it? Which I'm sure the you know, some of the ground staff would have been hoping for an extra week, you know, get it out of the way, sort of now, straight after the run of Pink yeah, and Springsteen. There were loads of reasons why it made sense. Yeah. It's no big deal. Yeah. I mean, uh, people kind of go crazy about it, but you know, it is what it is, and it was a it was a strategic move. So enjoy your time up in the gods at Newcastle, right? Uh, what was the medium up? It's just out of interest. I was just going to have a go at Kieran Maguire since he seems to like having a go at Villa. 
Is this the uh, the financial chap? Yes. Right, let's do it. Media Muppets. Is he in the trough? What's he been doing in the trough? For a start, he was talking to Football Insider, so immediately he's in the trough. If you speak to them, sorry, that's it. I can't take him. I can't take him seriously anymore. No, he must be getting paid by them. He must be, but he's um, he seems to be. He likes talking about Villa quite a bit, but he, he's he's had a go here at Perslow. So he says, as Napoleon once said, "Give me lucky generals over good generals." Um, the same assessment could be made of Christian Perslow at Aston Villa. He joined the club at the right time in terms of the magnificent investment made by Wes Edens and Nassif Suarez. Well. When you say joined, he was brought in by them. It's a bit harsh to say it was lucky he was employed. If somebody's not going to give me a decent job offer, they can jog on. I mean, I'm not going to join unless it's a decent offer, so you can't hold that against him. Yeah. He then goes on to say he got Villa. Villa got to the Premier League in the back of the playoffs. Had they not won that, they would have had significant FFP problems given their losses in the EFL. Well, if we go back, it was established Villa had not broken any rules in the sale of the stadium and they complied with the EFL, FFP. And, and Perslow actually was front and centre in writing those rules. Yeah. By the way, Perslow actually in a meeting did use that Napoleon elegy. Give me lucky, <laughs> give me lucky uh, generals, not uh, good ones. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. And then Kieran McGarrett, he, he commits the cardinal sin when you're talking about Aston Villa because he goes, they then managed to avoid relegation due to a bizarre error with VAR that allowed the club to rebuild. Well, with the start, it wasn't VAR, it was Hawkeye. And if we're going to do, go over this again, do we need to look at every team that miss out on anything by a point all season? This is lazy. Uh, sorry, I'm losing respect for this chap. Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, uh, some things he does because he's obviously he's an expert in his field in football finance, but this is lazy. That's what I would describe it as. He then goes, Perso is very professional, but he has been very fortunate to be backed by excellent owners. His errors in terms of manager recruitment have been swept onto the carpet because of the fin- fantastic end to his tenure with Unai Emery. I mean, what errors? Plural. I mean, was Dean Smith a failure? Not really at the time he got Villa promoted Gerard was ultimately a failure but as he said Emery is not a failure as time we're recording this but yeah it's funny how when people leave it's almost like people queue up to uh, give them a kick in when it's like well why didn't you do this at the time yeah because like Meatloaf said two out of three ain't bad so Smith okay Emery very good Gerard flop well two out of three it's all right as I mean, I've said before in terms of the CEOs I've I've met personally is probably the in terms of Aston Villa most the most constructive one, and we carry on legacy from his time, which uh, is proof in the pudding. Yeah, I mean he was his, his 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 own biggest fan, but you know that's the nature of who he is. So people don't like that, and then they can't wait to uh, snipe in. It's just like just chill out. Let's see what happens next. Anyway, Chris has got to go. He's got to get up earlier so he can queue and buy his new kit. <laughs> Presuming I haven't already got it, David. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, hopefully that makes some sense. And once the season kicks off, most fans will forget about... Uh, it's that dead period in the summer, isn't it, where there's just nothing going on. Everyone's desperate for anything. But at the same time, this isn't something where you go, oh, yeah, it's all you know, understandable. It is a bit awkward and uncomfortable because you were wanting the new badge in all the Premier League tables, all the Sky Sports bollocks and the rebranding. And it is weird to have two badges. It's just, it does smell a bit unprofessional and it's not a comfortable thing. But 
you know, the club realise that it's not an ideal situation. But I think when you zoom out and you think, well, the 150th is coming up and this needs to work because this isn't a lazy, casual thing. Uh, They want to be one of the big six. That is where they want to be. When people talk about the big six, the Super League six, that's where Villa want to be, the the owners and uh, Chris Heck et al. So all the fine margins have to be taken care of. And if that means like having a badge where you look at it and go, fucking hell, who are they? Because it's completely different to everybody else. Or it has it carries a unique, unique characteristics, then waiting a year is no big deal because we haven't got a new flashy rebuilt stadium anyway. So we're going with the old stadium for another year. So we're, you know, we're kind of a bit disappointed about that anyway. So it's going to be half-assed anyway. So I don't care about the the badge situation in that respect. But next year, obviously, they'll have a better idea on how it's landed. And uh, hopefully we'll be rebuilding that North Stand and uh, we can rebrand from there on in. And also we'll know where we sit with Villa and Emery because we've seen other Villa managers over the years, not recently, but over the years have decent half seasons and then then it kind of plateaus out and we get the kind of reality of the the whole overall situation. So let's call this a, a building year, see where Emery Monchi takes us on the pitch and then uh, off the pitch we build around it properly once everything's in place. Stay calm, everyone. Yep. On that note, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.